0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged, brought to you by the great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, a resource that yours truly, Steve Collins, started to help all of the coaches out there kind of um, navigate the mind of, of the coaching profession, <laughs> um, fast resources, a mentoring, um, a community, you know, we all have had those parents. We've all had those losing seasons. We've all had the kids that aren't working to work hard. Um, and I've got 30 years of experience where hopefully I and the and the other community members can help you through that process and I can't imagine a better time in the spring to to kind of start wrapping our minds around it and, and getting ready for the fall and the winter so go over and check it out www.teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better all right welcome to coach unplugged um I'm gonna let coach I'm gonna let coach I'm gonna let coach Mason introduce himself and then um what I like to do is have him kind of tell us about his basketball journey to start and then um, we kind of basically see which road that takes us down. And, you know, I've got all sorts of questions, but um, sometimes we go down a road that's not necessarily the one that I think we're going to start down. So, Coach, can you, can you tell us – and, I, and I'm, I, I grew up in the Midwest, but I went to school out east, so I kind of know. Give us your location, where you're coaching, all that kind of stuff too. Yeah, I,
2: my name's Charlie Mason. I'm, I'm actually finishing up my 16th year at New England College which is located in uh, Henniker, New Hampshire, the only Henniker in the world. It is. So been, yep, been, been very fortunate um, working for a school I really believe in. Um, prior to that, I spent seven years at Johnson State as the head basketball coach there. And before that, spent two years at Elmira College and two years before that at Rockford College out in Illinois.
0: Oh, I know where that is. So, um, okay. Yeah.
2: So, I've been, been really fortunate, been working with, with great people throughout that tenure. And um, just excited to be on the air tonight with you, Steve.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, my brother went to Dartmouth for, for undergrad. I went to Dartmouth for graduate school. He lives in Bedford, which is a suburb of Manchester. And uh, I think we've spent the last five or six summers in Crystal Lake, which is about, I don't know, a half hour from. Uh, from from Hanover so I know ha- New Hampshire very well um
2: well, my, my wife's family is all from Bedford
0: oh okay so
2: right. yeah went to school at West High School now they have Bedford High School but
0: yeah yeah, yeah that's where my niece and uh, nephew my niece and nephew are bulldogs I think they're bulldogs uh,
2: I believe they are yes I, I believe you're correct
0: I think that's right so, um all right so tell me tell me about so the people that tend to listen to this podcast tend to be youth coaches, high school coaches. i have got some collegiate coaches, but it tends to be more the high school, AAU youth coach and all that kind of stuff. And they, and they ask a lot of different questions um, of me on a regular basis. And one of them is like, I want to become a college coach. I want to be a division three coach. I want to be a collegiate coach. How do I do that? What would, what would your advice be to them? Or what would, what would you say to them if they were asking that question? I,
2: I think you got to have two feet in where you are. And I think if your goal is to get to the next level, I think the first thing to do is is do a great job of where you are. I think um, being successful in the position you are makes you much more attractive to that that next opportunity. I think having said that, I I think the the natural progression would be going to to work uh, on a college staff. Right. Um, and I think the most important thing is finding someone, not only a successful program as you look for that next opportunity, but most importantly, working for someone you trust, you respect, and you feel you can be committed to Right. and vice versa.
0: And and have you seen things change in the collegiate level over the last 10 years? Especially at your level. I think every
1: year it changes. And how does it change? Uh, I think every, every year.
2: I mean, it, it's just a very competitive field. Right. And you, you uh, I, I, My first time as a graduate assistant out at Rockford College, I worked for a gentleman, Coach Tim Buckley. And, and Tim was a great influence. I, I'll never forget going up to my first Final Four with him uh, up to Minneapolis. And he told me, walking in the door, we're in a line of probably 2,000 people waiting to get their credentials saying, you know, this, this is the avenue. This is who you're competing with every time you're looking at that next job. Right. And I think I think those opportunities are much more competitive now than they were in the early 90s when when I had my first opportunity.
0: Right. And I and I, and I had a I don't know. I don't, it's like a week ago. I was talking to Brendan, sir, um, who who basically said, you know, he worked for I don't know if he was in the front office of the of the Knicks or something. And he basically said, I got a thousand resumes, you know, over the two and a half years I was working for the Knicks. You know, I mean, people I hired off those resumes. And I go, well, I have no idea. He goes, zero. <laughs> um, it was about relationships and networking, um, which is part of getting out and, and doing that. I think that's really important. I would agree. Um, do you it's, see, it's
2: interesting. I was just going to say, it's interesting because when I was, was back in the, the late 80s, 90s, I was playing, I, I, worked, I had a great opportunity. My eighth grade coach had moved up the coaching ladder pretty quickly. He was out working, the, he was the associate head coach Out at Marquette, okay. Kevin, uh, excuse me, for Mike Dean and then Kevin O'Neill.
1: Okay, he got me into
2: working camps. Yeah, I think the way things have changed with AAU, I don't know if camps are necessarily the same avenue that they once were. I think the the hardest, most difficult challenge for a young person or or older person getting into the business at college level is figuring out where you find your niche to make make those relationships.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I I agree. I I'm not sure it's the it used to be the camps for sure. Um, I'm not sure it's the same as it was when you and I were coming up through, I agree. Um, you know, I've thought about make. I, you know, I've been very successful. We won, I mean, I've coached guys that have played at professional level. We've won tons of games, we, you know, probably one of the, our program over the last 20 years, probably the one of the, probably won the most games in the state of Wisconsin, probably over that span, um, and I've thought about it, but it's like, you're right. I think it's got to be that right piece at the right time with that right school. Um, if you're going to make the jump. Um, and, but I tell people why would I want to move when I got a good, a good thing going too. Um, so I think that's interesting. Uh, so you've been there, you had a great season this year. <laughs> um, we
2: did. It, it, it was a wonderful ride.
0: It was a it was. Yeah. And, and who did you, who did you play in the first round? I, f- I looked it up. But we I played
2: Swarthmore. Okay, Swarthmore went all the way to the lead eight.
0: Yeah, yeah, so. um, yeah. The, and in the, the WIAC, our our league is really our the state schools in Wisconsin tend to be really good because we don't have any Division II schools in our state, so that helps keep a lot of those kids around. Um, so talk about the recruiting process because I know you were saying you were recruiting the other day. Talk talk to the people about how that works, especially at your level, rather than you know we're not talking the Villanova Jay Wright calling. Um, you know the division one big boys have a different level than than you do talk about how you do your recruiting
2: I think it's very similar to what we were describing in terms of of creating opportunities to coach at, at the college level I think it's all about relationships that's something we've really been invested I, I've been really fortunate we have a um, and I thought a director who's been very supportive and we have a support staff we have an associate head coach Malcolm Wynn who's who's got more experience than I do, was, right. was a former head college coach, and um, he's, he's been tremendous, and we've had a, a graduate assistant program um, that we've been very fortunate. We have J. Juan Martin right now in his first year, so we, we spent a lot of time on the road um, right. going and, and trying to build relationships. Um, in fact, last year, our, our, we, we started two freshmen. We we ended up seeing each freshman play last year as seniors in high school. We saw him individually between the two of them we must have gone 30 times to watch them play
0: i think that's a lost thing right now i really do i mean i I think that i think the coaches coming to the high school games is i think the shortcut is the summer stuff and um i think the relationships can be built when they come out of the locker room and during the high school season i do i think i mean i see the big boys showing up the d1 guys but um you just don't see it like you used to about the college coaches hanging around the high school gyms. You just don't see it. At least in our area, you don't see it like you used to. Again, I, you, you alluded to before.
2: I think it's that relationship. I think that's something that's lost in just today's society in general, with the cell phone and the internet and so forth. Yeah. Um, I mean, Steve, we go watch. We go to gradua- high school graduations. Right. I went to seven graduations last year alone.
0: Wow. And what's your radius so, what's your recruiting radius
2: uh, I mean in the past it's, we've it's had budgets. students all the yeah i we've we've been able to go international, but we're not going over to see them play right. um we've we've had a lot more success in Massachusetts, which is massachusetts the New England area I'd say probably five hours we we'll be on on the road to make a trip like that after that we just we can't make trips that go beyond new york and so forth right on a, on, a, on a routine basis doesn't mean we're we always looking for the next avenue
0: right and do they like say hey i want to come there i'm like and do you get a lot of that or not
2: uh to some extent i i think this year with the success we had i think we make ourselves much more marketable
1: right right
2: i think there's something to be said for for I mean, even this generation, people want to go somewhere where where they're competitive. Right. <laughs> and,
1: yeah. I mean, I mean we,
2: we've had a, a great environment this year, and we have a young team. We we want to take another step. We know we need to bring in some more players to help us um, continue to move forward. What what, what, um, skill, what, skill,
0: what skill do you think kids are missing when you go out and watch all these games?
2: I, I think it's passion.
0: <laughs> it's a little dog. I, I think but... they play
2: so many games. That, that that the passion isn't doesn't resonate like I think it once did uh,
0: yes i it, it's the snapchat society everything's so fast and it's so so here's my theory with this my son is a sophomore he'll he was he was on my j v team he'll 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 make my team next year, but it was like we had, we' were, he's a good student so he's looking at some schools out there some probably just to go to school um but anyway he um we were talking about do you want to play a u or not and he goes well. Let's talk about the pluses and minuses of it. And we decided that it was more important for him to get stronger, faster, and and shoot the ball even better than he can than to go play four games on a Saturday, <laughs> um, which has what meaning do they really have unless you're a top recruit? <laughs> um. So yeah, I think they that's, play. Too that's many-
2: amazing for a for a tenth grader to have that perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, because I've, I've, yeah.
1: I think that's
2: yeah. Not, it just you, you don't hear very
0: often of a right and I told him I said Drew you can you can play you and you can go play with your friends and you can you know but let's talk about what this really is it's you hanging out with your buddies just playing games having fun it's not gonna make you a better player um you know because I can get you a game I can call 10 guys right now and get open the gym up and get you a game um so yeah it's it's a unique thing all right so let's talk some x's and o's um if you could only do three things at practice, what would you do?
2: I'd work on transition. I'd work on playing and I'd work on shooting.
0: And I think Villanova. And I, and had... I
2: say transition, I would say defensive transition as much as offensive transition.
0: Yeah. The turning and the, um, what do you run offensively?
2: Run the spread offense. Okay. In Illinois. Yeah. We, uh, we're, we're we're very athletic, and I I think the game's changing. I I, I we've taken our post away from it in, in multiple parts because we have kids who can get to the basket. I think at the same time, everyone wants to face the basket anyway. Right. And I, I I we've had a lot. We we had a really positive experience this year, um, with with Brad Underwood's um concepts.
0: I I like that. Yeah, not a lot of people are running that either. Um. What, uh, if you could go back to yourself as a younger coach, go back to those Rockford days, what would you tell yourself?
2: How important patience is.
0: <laughs> and
2: I, I think that'd be the first thing I would, I'm still trying to figure it out.
1: Yeah. And what, why do you say patience?
2: I, Cause I'm, I'm very passionate. And right. I think when you're passionate, I think it's difficult to be patient.
0: It is. (laughs) It is. Um, yes, I would agree. Um, here's, uh, this is a great question. I've asked a lot of coaches. If you could think of one coaching moment, um, that we could talk about and dive into that would maybe help the the coaches that are listening. Do you have any of those, any, anything from a game you've seen to a game you experienced, anything we could kind of talk about and dive into. I think the the, the
2: the thing that really resonates about this past year and, and actually the last two years where we've been able to turn things around for us is the importance of the support staff and having okay. people you can trust and, and, and actually having their input and in allowing them to be invested in, in the, into the program. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think there's something to be said for, for different voices. And I think obviously at the college level, there's there's more of a commitment you have more of a support staff most of the time from from what i can see my right. experiences but i think their perspective is really helpful
0: well and i tell people i mean there's there's two really important days a day i pick my team <laughs> um at, at my level and the people i have that i'm I'm spending all my time the support people around me without those two we don't exactly. we're not successful yeah i agree um Tell me uh, tell me, one time you lost a game on a last-second shot and what you would have done differently.
2: It's interesting you say that. I'd I, i well, I, I'd come back and ask you a question. Okay. Are you a believer in fouling at the end of the game when you're up three and the other team has the ball? And if so, at what point of the clock would you foul?
0: I don't. I hate doing it. I know I'm a math teacher, and I know there's times I'm supposed to do it. I hate putting points on the board. I hate putting points on the board. Um, so I, I mean, I will with seven seconds tends to be my cutoff. Um, again, we don't have a shot clock and all that kind of stuff. And there's no like moving it to like half court, like the women and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, I, I, I tend not to do that. Um, even though the math, the math is about 50, 50 on it too. Uh, I just, I'm not convinced high school kids are good enough at boxing out and those kind of things that I think we could actually. Well, that, game.
2: <laughs> the, I, I listened to a, a gentleman I used to coach against who's now Tom Devitt, who's at, uh, at Hartford university okay. did a presentation the other uh, two summers ago. And he talked about the odds, not just the odds of boxing out. The hey
0: guys, of- I hope you're enjoying this uh, podcast. Please go over, subscribe, like um, leave a review. We would sure love that. If you could go do that for us. Um, it allows us to keep bringing these great podcasts to you. Um, so we'd really, really appreciate that. Go over and check out teachups.com too for coaches. Who I mean, with our,
2: as a staff, we go back and forth I know, and I, I don't know if I have the courage to do that.
0: I don't, I don't. I, and
2: having said that, I was going to say we're very small, so it doesn't bode well for us trying to box out a, a team that's bigger than us in, right. in that, those closing seconds.
0: Um, all right, so go back to the question. What Do you remember a game that you lost? Some... I don't
2: remember us losing, a. I mean, a, a last-second shot last last year or this past season. Um, You know, I, I will say that the game that I remember uh, losing last second was a similar situation where we had a timeout, and we actually passed the ball. We inbounded the ball to another inbounder. He stepped out of bounds. We scored with five seconds left. They ran the ball back and hit a three with no time left. And we lost by one. So we, 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 they made the foul shot to, uh, to tie the game. We come off. They called timeout. We run an out-of-bounds set with, you know, pass the ball baseline to, to an, a guy stepping out of bounds, throwing the long pass, and we had too much time on the clock. They came back. And actually the gentleman who made the shot didn't make a shot all game. And it was a contested three in the
0: corner. It's the corner um, ones, too. What, uh, how much time do you spend on situations in practice?
2: Not enough. I know. In um, fact, um, I would say this, and I'm, I'm not going to do this justice. spent last week in San Antonio, um, went to a, 11 different presentations. Uh, Coach Dooley, who's going back to Eastern Carolina, he had a game called plus 16 that was unbelievable. Okay. Um, Seven-second increments. You start with seven seconds on an out of bounds play, and you make or miss off that. Then you go and you you shoot two foul shots, and then the other team goes the other way, and you break it down. First per- team to sixteen wins.
0: Okay, so say that and again. And I've never said. So, so, so you play too many games?
2: No, you're you're going back and forth against the other team. That with the he said a seven second shot. Uh, okay. Excuse me. Clock. You have seven seconds on your clock. Okay. You start. Actually, you start with two free throws. you okay. got to make two free throws. The other team has a chance to go the other way.
0: Okay. And do they have and seven gonna, seconds? Correct. Yeah, okay.
2: And then you have an out-of-bounds play. Seven seconds. Either side out or baseline. And then you reverse the roles. And the first team to 16 wins. Ooh, I like that. So now you're working on situations, and you're putting yourself uh, on, on very – specific situations there's more it's more detailed and i think there's more rhythm to it
0: right yeah we do a lot of stuff with stops uh, stop score stops and stop and score stop scores we keep score like that but i like that where there's actual situations well, i like that a lot
2: it yeah it was it was tremendous and I, again i'm not doing it justice because i'm doing this off the top of my head right but right. it was something i was i was going to forward on to some coaches, because um, I I took notes on it,
1: obviously.
0: Right, and do you, do you see anybody else at that at the that you would that you would recommend seeing or listening to?
1: I didn't
2: see a bad presentation. In fact, the the first presentation was awestruck. It was uh, Coach Popovich. Oh yeah. So he he went in front of uh, I, I bet there were. I, I I'm not great with numbers, but I'm going to say there were two thousand people. In in this court um, where they they had the um, the lecture and the first thing someone asked him who he was he was carrying a, wearing a, a blue navy uh, blazer took off his blazer started unbuttoning his, his his you know Oxford shirt right and underneath it was a, a Pomona Pitzer basketball T-shirt he started walking around saying I'm a Division three coach masquerading as an NBA coach. <laughs> So that's how the. I mean, I I went to eleven of them. That I mean, when we he set the bar very high from there, and again, it was, it was it was very good from there. I, they had uh, um, the administr uh two professors and Tom Crowley, who's the uh, associate AD at Butler, do something on the Butler way. I thought that was tremendous. Uh, Dave Paulson had a, a great lecture on uh, culture. Um, I believe it's Duquette from North Florida had a had a great. Uh, a great lecture at 9 a.m. on Monday morning. Oh, really? um, Dave Odom spoke. Ryan Odom spoke. I, I thought those opportunities were really, um, really tremendous in terms of learning because we're always trying to learn and get better.
0: Right. right and I, i'm I'm, I'm going to go next year. It's in Minneapolis next year. I'm going to go next year. I haven't been in a while. Um, yeah, it's quite a. It's not. <laughs> it's not even about the game, to be honest with you. It's more about all the other stuff that's kind of fun. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, so a couple other questions. So if you could meet one coach, I always ask everybody this. If you could meet one coach for an hour, anybody, living or dead, who would you want to meet and why?
1: I, I, the first name that comes to my mind would be John Wooden.
2: And it wouldn't be because of his success in all the championships. It's the way he, he impacted so many people.
1: Right. Yeah, I,
2: mean, I, I I'm struck by all the his readings how he always introduced himself as a teacher, and not a coach. Right, I, I would think you'd be able to really take an awful lot away from him.
1: I do too. Do you have any superstitions you have? I, nothing that comes to mind. I,
2: I, but if something's working, then I'm going to go with it. <laughs>
0: Well, that's a good way to go. You're one of few. Most of the coaches go, yeah, you do this, and I have this sports code. That's good. I, I used to have them, and then I don't know, I got tired of them or something. Um, what do you think the biggest change for the game
1: has been over the last fifteen years? I think working with the players.
2: And
0: what do you mean by I, I, that?
2: I think. Yeah. Well, I I think it's a different generation. I think people change, and I think you know trying trying to build those relationships where they they believe in you and they know you're you're invested in them.
0: And do you think? Why do you think that's happened? Why do you, I, mean, I, I can see I can see I can see our father saying the same thing about the previous generation. What do you think has occurred? Absolutely. So so, what do you think's happened to cause that in the game of
1: basketball? I think it's bigger than basketball. I think you see it in society itself. I think our ability to communicate with each other. you were talking
2: before about you know, your son's decision with AU and, and doing pickup. I, um, you know my, my wife tells me all the time she, she was a college coach for 20 years. You know when we were growing up, we would go out in the backyard and figure out how to organize games, and we would, we would figure it out in this right. day and age that doesn't happen unless the adults are making phone calls and we have jerseys and we're, we're in an air conditioned gym. Right. So that initiative and that, I think that ability to interact with each other, I don't think it's the same for all the things we've gotten better at. I think that's something that's suffered in the process.
1: I,
0: I, I, yes, I tell people that I'm not a basketball coach. I tell them I'm a teacher, I'm a psychologist, I'm a social worker. I'm a, I'm a cook sometimes I'm a, you know, you name it. Um, and i don't remember my coach doing that when i was growing up he was like here we go this is what we're doing and um but i also think i have a stronger relationship with my players because of that too uh so yeah i do i think it's a, it's an entirely different generation um but i think especially with you know the, the collegiate boys or the or the high school boys it's like if you if they buy in they're in <laughs> um absolutely yeah Um, if you, I
2: I don't know how they, they buy in when they don't feel that they believe, you know, before you can show them what, you know, you got to show them that you care about them.
0: Right. Well, I told
2: they got to feel that investment.
0: Yep. I've told, I've told people that I, I mean, I'm not sure X's and O's are always my strength, but I think I convinced them to, to go to battle with me. Um, and that's half of it to be honest with you that they, you know, I tell them that this is the time of year I'm building relationships from now until next season, till the beginning of the season is when I'm building the relationship so that I have things deposited in the bank. So when I need to pull them out during the season and things are a little bit harder and they're having that truth conversation with me, um, <laughs> it's a lot easier to do that. And there's more respect there. Um, if I'm not building the relationship now. It's not like, I can't pull, I, I don't have anything to pull from. Yeah. honest with you. Uh,
2: is not that leadership?
0: it is one hundred percent but I don't see it as much I think I, it's I, I just, a
2: word used often I don't think people really put a lot of value into it at the same time
0: okay yeah i mean i agree i don't i I just don't see it um so uh let me see all right let's do let's do our rapid fires because i know you're you're busy let's do our so i'm gonna ask you a question and you get one answer. Okay. All right. All right. Um, What's one way, one word to describe your favorite player or ideal player? Invested. Okay. Um, If you could only go to one sporting event in the world, what would it be? Final four. Okay. Um, What's your favorite basketball? What I mean by that is your actual name of the basketball. What's your, what, what ball do you use or what's your favorite basketball? Wilson. Okay. Um, do you have one for your, this side note, do you have one for your league? Do you have to use?
1: We're
2: changing leagues. Oh, I have are. to get back. We are, we're actually changing leagues this coming year. We're okay, going from the North Atlantic conference, to the neck. Oh, really? Yep.
0: So that who's tell everybody who's in the neck.
1: The neck, the neck would include Southern Vermont, Becker, Leslie, Mitchell. Eastern Nas is joining us. Uh, Dean is already in there.
2: Elms.
0: I think that's it. And what happens? What happened to the league that you're in? You're just leaving, or things are changing, or how's that? How did that happen? Come about? The,
2: well, it was a decision, but obviously by the administration, and I right. think that was really catapulted by um some other schools making it known that they were looking to move. Um okay. <laughs> and frankly it does serve our our, our school as we're going to be spending a lot more time uh, in in states such as Massachusetts where um where a majority of our kids are from.
0: Right, so you, it's easier for you to recruit probably. Yeah.
2: It, exactly.
0: Right. Okay. Um what's one thing that you do to relax? Read Okay, um, what's your favorite pregame meal?
2: One that I don't have to cook.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, Brendan Sir wins this one. He said free. That was the best answer I've heard so far. There you <laughs> go. Free. Um, best player you've seen in
1: person? I work Michael Jordan's camp. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I I'd, I'd have to go with him.
0: Okay, uh, best player of all time.
1: I'd go again with Michael Jordan.
0: He's winning. I mean, you're about the 30th person I've asked that question to. And you're, he's winning. Well, not even close. One thing that helped you become a better coach?
2: The people I've surrounded myself with. I've been fortunate enough to be around.
0: One thing you change about the game.
2: I would I would wish that the, the game wouldn't change so quickly. Seems like we're we're constantly adding new rules and, and going in different directions. I think the game's a good game as it is. And I'm a little leery at how many different directions we've gone in the last um few years trying to change the game.
0: Yeah, you're preaching the choir on that. We're trying the, the our association's trying to put in the shot clock. I go, why you, you? What's unique about high school basketball is that we don't have the shot clock. But um, we'll see. Um,
1: best game you've seen in person? I'm going to say our championship game this year.
0: There you go. That's, I pick my yeah. 2011 state championship game. That's what I pick. Um, one word. We won in triple overtime. One word to describe your coaching style.
1: all in. Okay. Um top bench player of all time. I uh, for that I coached. Anybody. Steve? Doesn't matter. I'm go uh, I got to think for the I, I'm just, the name is escaping. Is it Bobby
0: Jones? Played for the Sixers. Yep. Yep. Oh, well, I liked Bobby Jones. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah, what I was, was a big Sixers fan Cogles growing up. Played for the Lakers, um, what was his name? Uh,
2: oh, I forgot his the name. The Lakers played with the goggles? The guy when with Kareem the... Abdul-Jabbar had the goggles.
0: Yeah, but it, but the oh, other Rambis. guy – Oh, Rambus. Rambis. Yeah, Rambis, yeah. Yeah, Rambis yeah. Was, he was a six-man for a long time. Um, best basketball coach of all time. I think he answered this already probably, but – I'd say John Wooden. Yep. All right. Um, or, one... or Red Auerbach who I like read too. One this is this is going to be a hard one for you because of a previous answer, but if you could only recommend one book, what would it be?
1: I'm a huge John Gordon fan, so I'd say any book he's written. Okay.
2: <laughs> From the energy bus all the way to I it, I've literally read, read all of his books. I think that's at a different level.
0: Yes, I I would agree. Um, and then one thing you would tell a young coach I think you've kind of answered this already too
2: be patient yeah and okay. surround yourself with people who can you can learn from and
0: you can trust well thank you coach I really appreciate you being on tonight um, it's, I, I'm gonna put all your I'm gonna I'm gonna when we get off here I'll get all your contact information um, so people need to get a hold of you they can put it down in the show notes um, and any other any other parting words? Do you have any other great parting words?
2: I just want to thank you for for having me on tonight. I've actually listened to some of your podcasts, and it, going into the spring, I'm looking forward to actually listening more. I, we get in our own seasons; don't have that those sort of opportunities. No, but again, I want to don't. thank you. For there's
0: going to be there's going to be some great ones. There really are. I mean, the the, the like I was telling you before, it was like I had Brendan Sur on and I I mean I I run read and react, so I'm kind of a Rick Torbert disciple. So like I told you, we, okay. <laughs> we kind of spent a couple hours on the phone last night. So um, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Coach.
2: My pleasure. Thank you.
0: All right. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that. Just a couple favors for me uh, <laughs> that I could ask you to do for me. I go over and subscribe and like if you're liking these podcasts. If there's anybody that you think I should have on, let me know. It's steve at com. And then I would ask you to go over and check out com for coaches who want to get better. Um, I would also ask that you uh, tell people about our podcast. It's, uh, it's the, the way the word has gotten out, and uh, we sure enjoy doing it over here. Um, so let me know if you have any questions, and have a great week. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.